0: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. It's about 10 minutes after 2 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. My guest today is one of the most knowledgeable people in the United States of America on Republican politics who has such a wealth of information about it. Ed Rollins, of course, a former colleague of mine at Fox News, but long before Fox existed, Ed and I were colleagues in political wars going back to Ronald Reagan's race against President Jimmy Carter in 1980 and, and later some very important for me, for Ed and for the public races uh, here in the state of New Jersey. My dear friend, what a pleasure to see your face again. Welcome. My pleasure. My, my pleasure, my pleasure J- Judge. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. So what I want to talk to you about today is the uh, state. I realize we're a little early on this but the state of the uh, what you expect will be the Republican race for Republican nomination for president in 2024. What is your general feel uh, about the attitude of mainstream Republicans and whether Donald Trump will bring uh, victory to the party for the White House in 2024? Is he their best candidate?
1: I I don't underestimate his ability to get the nomination, although I'm I'm supporting DeSantis. Uh, But at the same time, winning a nomination is totally different than winning a presidency. In order to win the presidency, a plurality of voters in America today are independents. They're not Republicans, they're not Democrats. So you can get 95% of the Republicans and not do well with the independents or the Democrats and lose. So my fear is that when you go through the next two years of chaos, Trump could easily win the nomination. I think he'll be contested and I think he may have more trouble than he thinks for the simple reason. It's awful hard, you know, you've been around the courtroom a long time. I've been around a lot of campaigns. When the leader is distracted, uh, and certainly Donald Trump's gonna be distracted like he's never been distracted before, you can't have multiple court hearings and lawyers saying you gotta sit down and give me your your evidence, your testimony. You gotta basically pay attention to this and be running a viable campaign. So I think there's chaos. I think that where we are as a country is that Democrats would much rather have someone other than Joe Biden to run, uh, even though they're they're comfortable with him now. They're just not comfortable with him in the, in, the, in the future. I think Republicans, a lot of money Republicans particularly, think okay, we've had our turn with Trump. We're not dissatisfied with his policies, but the personality conflicts and all the rest of the chaos that went on in the White House and the chaos that's now going on in his legal life.
0: Uh, let's let's try someone that's more viable if uh, if trump is the nominee of the republican party and joe biden is the nominee of the democratic party given all your experience and your extraordinary understanding of these things is that good for joe or bad for joe i would think trump is the
1: weakest candidate to go against go against uh biden has beat him once already uh he certainly has all the resources of a presidency to to add to that mix, and I think to a certain extent, uh, uh, Trump's not going to be as strong. Trump talks about his 77 million votes that he got the last time. Uh, He'd be hard pressed to get that same vote again. Uh, And I think it it may be, the numbers may be the same, because usually about 10 to 15 million new voters turn out. But he's certainly not going to track the independents. I don't think he's going to bring back uh, suburban women that we lost badly in the the last two elections. Uh, So my sense
0: is I'm I'm not optimistic about a Trump winning a presidency. again. Uh, is this issue of uh, Ukraine a, a dividing line for Republicans? Now, you—I know you have watched my podcast. I am decidedly on the same side as Ron uh, DeSantis on this. I, I believe that we are wasting human life uh, and money uh, by being involved in a fight in which we have no dog in the fight. Joe Biden is staking his career on this. I think he wants to run for reelection like his hero FDR as a, uh, as a wartime president. But, but back to the Republican Party. Is this a dividing line? Are Republican primary voters going to be with uh, Lindsey Graham on this, or are they going to be with uh, Ron DeSantis and candidly Donald Trump on whether or not we should be in physically involved? My, my, uh, in sense, my,
1: my sense is this war is going to go on for a long period of time. And the Russians aren't going to back away uh, until they get something for it, and they're not going to get anything in the short run. Equally as important to all the money we've spent on weapons, and my irritation with NATO is this isn't our doorstep, it's their doorstep. And why aren't they the ones out front putting all the money in? And every time they put money or jets or planes in, we have to go replace it. So I think the American public's going to tire, if it goes on another year or two, and particularly Republicans, I think Republicans in the House are going to be more difficult to get money out of than Biden has done in the past Republicans. I don't so I, I think don't the reality is Go right,
0: I, I I no you please, know what please finish. The reality is
1: the, the reality is it's a long term game here. And then the rebuilding Ukraine. Uh, certainly they're gonna expect us to pick uh. up a big part of that cost. And that's those costs are gonna be enormous. And Americans are gonna say, Thank you very much. We've got lots of things to do here in this country. Uh, and we're not exactly sound and, and, and furious in, in our economic matters. So I think you are got to find a real backing away. And I think that's, I think that's uh, the, the strategy of, of, of Putin is just hang in there as long as we can. It's the way they've always fought the wars. We don't care about men getting killed. The difference is we've now been in, in wars in which we have always put the troops in. We're now putting the weapons in for someone else to fight. Everybody's expensive now in the sense of manpower the sense of effectiveness i don't think we've
0: made a darn bit of difference uh long term other than spending an enormous sum of money there's no you, end to what we can spend you and i remember the uh, catastrophe of the lbj and vietnam right we lived and through it basically it. started out the same way well they're not there to fight they're there as advisors and instructors so uh, joe biden has sent um military equipment there that only americans can operate so we have Advisors and instructors there. And what are they doing? They're picking targets on this sophisticated equipment, and they're pulling the triggers. Not actually triggers; they're a bunch of buttons and switches you have to press simultaneously. But the point is, American boys are shooting at Russian boys. Congress hasn't authorized it. The public doesn't uh, doesn't know about it. Um, here's, uh, and I don't mean to pick on him, but he's an example of of, of a wing of the Republican Party. Here's Senator Graham. Uh, shortly after there was a confrontation over the Black Sea between an American spy drone uh, and a Russian uh, fighter pilot who identified the drone. Take a listen. Well, we should hold them accountable and
1: say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He He would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. I'm not so
0: sure Ronald Reagan would be shooting Russian planes down, but I'll let you answer. You worked for him. He would not be shooting Russian planes down. Uh,
1: he certainly would. If, if the Russians made any kind of move on him, we had one incident uh, early in the first administration where, where some uh, Libyan jets came out and tried to engage us in international waters. and We shot them down, but they engaged us uh, and we crossed the line. And he'd given very strict orders that don't fire first. If they fired us, take them out, And what we did. My sense is he wouldn't be shooting down planes. He wouldn't be shooting down balloons. I think the reality here is we've got to have a very consistent policy. Do we have an open-ended check, we spend an enormous amount of money on, on defense. Uh, we're never going to get out of our budgetary process until we take a hard look at defense. Uh, I remember I've been around Washington for 50 years now. And uh, I remember when the, in the 70s when the defense budget and the, and the social budget became equal. Now, the defense budget is, is way ahead, and I think to a certain extent, uh, we're talking about new submarines, we're talking about new planes. You'll never appease the generals, and the reality is the generals haven't won a war in a long, long time. And I think so our
0: right. defense budget, you know this, and, and people watching us now know this, but I feel compelled to remind everybody, is larger than the next 12 nations' defense budgets combined, which of course includes uh, Russia and China. But a lot of that impetus comes from the military-industrial complex and from Republican members of Congress. I mean, Trump and DeSantis, or whoever's going to run on, on the Ed Rollins attitude of we're wasting money on defense, is going to have to confront that Lindsey Graham uh, wing of the uh, Republican Party, which has typically voted for more money, more defense, muscular uh, national defense. How do you confront that?
1: Well, first of all, Lindsey Graham will change his position nine more times in the next month. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Agreed and, on that.
1: And, he, you know, his 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 ba- his, his his battle fatigue all came from being a loyal legal officer as opposed to a combat officer. You know, I, I think I think it's a serious question. I think we have to basically show strength.
2: Uh,
1: but the reality I go back to is there are 30 nations in, in, uh, uh, in NATO and. Uh, Russia is not on our border. Ukraine is not on our border. There's a humanitarian effort that you always want to go in and see some, some uh, bullying stopped. But we're the only ones in there. We're the only ones paying the price. Uh, and every time another country puts weapons in, we have to go replace those weapons. Uh, and I think the American public now sees a lot more priorities and doesn't see an end game here. I don't see an end game. I don't. I don't. I think as long as Putin is there, Putin's going to stay in this war as long as possible. He doesn't care how many men it takes to wipe out at the end of the day he's still got all the nukes we don't have the nukes I and mean, we have nukes he has nukes ukraine has no nukes and sooner or later he he's if he's not going to lose Russia. he's not going to lose russia and he's not going to lose the ends of ukraine that they've captured so my sense is he's building his allies with china i mean i i sit here and i watch all these news guys basically talk about well what war is china everyone why are we worried about china as, as i recall my history which i am a historian uh, they did a pretty effective job on us in vietnam pretty effective job on us in korea Pretty effective job in any other. And,
0: and the Chinese army today is far greater military than it was way back when. It's, um, it's a half a million to a million troops larger than ours. And they spend one quarter on their defense budget of what we do. And, you know, every once in a while the Defense Department says, oh, we can't find 200 million. We don't know what happened. We spent five years and, and $500,000 trying to find the 200 million and we can't find it. All right, we just we just lost your your face, Ed. Can you hear us? I can hear you. I can hear you just fine? Okay, okay. we'll we'll uh, we'll keep uh, chatting. Uh, is the um, uh, likely prosecution of Donald Trump going to help him or hurt him in the Republican primaries? I can't. Uh, it looks like uh, it looks like we lost uh, Ed Rollins. Well, I'm going to run the clip uh, of Governor DeSantis while Ed and his folks try and uh, reconnect to us. So this is Governor DeSantis at a press conference yesterday uh, asked about this. Now, he's in a unique position. If Donald Trump is indicted in New York and is physically located in Florida and refuses to come to New York, then Governor DeSantis is going to be involved in the extradition. I hope it doesn't uh, come to that. I thought that Governor DeSantis's issue of uh, poking the ribs of the liberal Democratic prosecutor, but at the same time saying uh, I, I'm, I don't know anything about paying uh, off a porn star, to remain silent. I thought he touched all the right buttons. But while Ed tries to reconnect with us if he can, and while my uh, producer Gary tries to reconnect with Ed's people, here's uh, Governor DeSantis yesterday on the issue of uh, Trump and his legal woes.
2: I do know this, the the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda.
0: Get back. Okay, uh,
2: I don't know if you had a chance to
0: uh, hear what Governor DeSantis said. It sounded like you wrote it for him, Ed, because he touched all. The right the buttons. Right. He, he attacked the prosecutor in New York City, Alvin Bragg, as being a left-wing progressive funded by George Soros, uninterested in serious criminal prosecution. But then he also said, I don't know anything about paying off porn stars for hush money. I just can't talk to that. So he reminded the listeners of the tawdry nature of the allegations against Trump, but at the same time distanced himself from the merits of the prosecution itself, suggesting the prosecutor should have more important things to do. To I, think that's, I think I think that's correct, the absolute correct way to handle it. Uh,
1: can you hang on one second?
0: Yes. All right. These these things uh, these things happen, my my dear, uh, judging freedom friends. This is not Fox News, and it's not CNN. Um, it's almost home-cooked and homemade. Maybe that will change one day, but right now these things uh, happen. Ed is a dear, a friend of mine, and a gifted understander uh, of what's going on with the uh, Republican Party. He's been active uh, in the highest levels of Republican politics, going back to Richard Nixon, uh, ran both of Ronald Reagan's campaigns, managed the campaign of Tom Kane, Governor of New Jersey, who gave me my first appointment to the bench, managed the campaign of Christine Todd Whitman, governor of New Jersey, who gave me my lifetime uh, appointment uh, to the bench. I obviously didn't serve a full term since I'm no longer a judge and I'm still alive. Uh, But Ed and I have uh, known each other through Republican (laughs) politics and his Republican bona fides are really uh, second to none. Ed, I'm glad you're back with us. Is it just DeSantis? uh against Trump or are there uh are there others involved like Governor Christie of New Jersey who seems to feel that he christie is Trump uh without the baggage well but he but he has Christie baggage
1: uh so I'm not sure how viable he's gonna be uh and I think he draws if he gets in he draws more of the anti Trump vote because he was once in the camp and I think people are perturbed that he's, that he sort of left the Trump camp. Uh, you know, my sense is there's no obvious candidate. Uh, I think the governor of Virginia has decided not to make a race, which he was talking about it. Uh, uh, I think Pompeo would like to run, but I don't think there's any viability there. I think uh, Haley is going to depend on how well she does in South Carolina she'll stay through South Carolina where she was a governor there. And if she doesn't win South Carolina, which has always been a very tough state for, for challengers, uh, uh, so it it could it could come down to DeSantis and and and, and Trump, uh, you know, the couple of fringe candidates. Uh, if that occurs, then I think there's a there's a there's a shot that that DeSantis has that he might not have otherwise.
0: I want I think- to show you. I want to play for you a tape from Admiral uh, Kirby, who's the uh, spokesperson uh, for President Biden's uh, National Security Council. Now you and I know him. He used to be at Fox. All the time in those days he was admiral now he's john but right. he's good. still the same human good guy being. so earlier today president xi of china suggested uh, to an international forum standing next to president putin of russia uh that the ukraines and the russians enter into a ceasefire i can't imagine he would have made that suggestion to president putin's face without running it past him first Xi is the You know, he's an authoritarian and a thug, but he's the ultimate uh, surviving uh, diplomat. One would think Joe Biden would say, yes, let's stop the bloodshed and let's stop the expenditure of money. Oh, no, no. Here's Admiral Kirby on President G's suggestion for a ceasefire.
1: We'd be concerned if coming out of this meeting, there was some sort of call for a ceasefire. Because right now, while ceasefire sounds good, it actually ratifies Russia's gains on the ground. It actually serves Russia's purpose for a ceasefire to basically call a stop right now without any acknowledgement that Russia is illegally inside Ukraine. So the United States will be against the ceasefire because this principal issue or because it was proposed by China. I think I've been very clear. It's about the principle of a ceasefire called for right now, which would essentially just ratify Russia's gains.
0: You know, it's interesting because that um, clip was made before President Xi made his statement publicly. But as I said, it was generally assumed that President Xi was going to say this because he is a diplomat and he wouldn't say it without uh, a trial uh, balloon can Ron DeSantis win a majority of the uh, Republican uh, votes with that attitude, that Joe Biden is wrong the war is wrong we shouldn't be ending it Russia's going to win and it's not in our backyard
1: i don't think russia's going to win what i think russia's going to do is try and solidify what they've already captured they're not going to conquer ukraine and ukraine i don't think is going to drive the, the, uh, the occupied territories back into russia and i think ukraine would love to go fight and do some damage to russia that isn't going to happen if they try and do that then you're going to you're going to get into tactical nuclear weapons i don't care who you are i'm not a military leader but that's just what's going to happen i understand human nature and putin is not going to be the man who's going to lose russia uh and he now thinks russia includes the, the provinces that they've already taken i think this process will go on this will be the this will be the ground discussions it'll go on for another year with a lot more bloodshed, shed and a lot more resources Ukraine doesn't have the resources I think China will give Russia the resources that they need, and the other allies Iran and the others that are they're dangerous dangerous allies
0: to us will all unify around Russia Ed Rollins, always a pleasure, my dear friend. I hope you'll come back and chat with us on a regular basis, particularly as these uh, Republican presidential wars uh, get hotter. Happy to do it. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, my dear friend. Uh, Colonel Doug McGregor, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time. Whereas we get it? Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.